Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. It's a festive time of year, brother. Yes, it is. But it's also a good time of the year. Or it's a good time of the week for us because we get to talk some WWE. Yeah, some wrestling, dude. That's yes, what's up. Or wait, sports entertainment. When it comes to WWE, <laughs> sports entertainment. Right. When we talk AEW, might actually be wrestling entertainment. Exactly. Depends on how you want to look at it. But let's get into it for the WWE. First up, we had news um, from this week as Jerry the King Lawler has signed a new deal to stay with WWE. 70, Lawler 72 still makes special appearances before WWE, with his most recent being the kickoff show panel for WWE Survivor Series pay-per-view that happened on the 21st this last month. Um, he also works an occasional independent pro wrestling event. And uh, so, yeah, he's getting to stick around for WWE for a little while. That's that's good news, man. And that means Lawler's healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, this come, where, where's this article come from again? This one is eWrestling.com, and um, they reported it from PW Insider, Professional Wrestling Insider. We'll give we'll give them a shout out. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, man, uh, it's good that he's he's in in involved still, and uh, you know, in in good health health um, enough health where they can sign him to you know a couple more years and keep him going, and because everybody lo- gotta love Jerry the King, man. He's he's just crazy. 
Yeah, it's interesting to say the least. Um, I kind of miss him being on the main um, shows for the talking parts so, and you know commentating for the events. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, I get it. They're kind of trying to keep with the younger talent, give them opportunities and whatnot. So it's kind of nice still having the legend on the pre-show if you get a chance to check out the pre-shows before every big uh, pay-per-view event. Oh yeah, yeah. And I don't know, man. When you when you get get to be that age, sometimes you don't want to have to travel and do all those things. So, I mean, it, it might be a good compromise for him. He, this might be what he wants. So, I mean, true. Yeah, though I would have liked to maybe seen him maybe jump ship and at least do one more, at least one more big match at AEW with Jim Ross. <laughs> That'd be nice. Because I miss Lawler and Jr. on the on the yeah on right. The, on the mics for uh, any that would be kind of crazy, wouldn't it? It would. It would have been fun, uh, to say the least, because uh, I've that's what I grew up with. You know, was when I started really getting into wrestling, after you and I became friends, and then getting into the early two thousands, Monday Night Raw was good old Jr. and Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> right. And, yeah, it's just kind of odd though, too, because Jr. is back with Tony Schiavone, <laughs> and uh, they were commentating in WCW back in the day, dude. So. Right. Either way, I mean, yeah, I'd like to see them back together, too, or even all of them on the same commentating team because uh, I think it'd be interesting. Absolutely, man. All right, so an interesting bit of news, though, from WWE. Um, nothing has been officially put out from WWE itself, but from the New York Post is Jeff Hardy has been released from WWE with sources no, uh, of knowledge of the situation, tells the uh, New York Post. In accordance with the source, WWE presented Hardy with the option of going into rehab. Hardy would decline and was subsequently released from his contract. Um, this this came out after um, in a house show that Hardy was very sluggish, uh, made a tag out in, in his match, um, which was the six-man tag match between the Bloodline, Drew McIntyre, Matt Hardy, and I believe it was Xavier Woods. Jeff Hardy. Yeah, sorry, Jeff Hardy, my bad. And uh, he would tag out. Hardy would tag out of the match and then go into the crowd and not be seen again. Um, this happened at an untelevised show in Texas. So it was a house show in Texas. And then he didn't return even after uh, Woods and uh, McIntyre would win the match for their team. And uh, it was really interesting because it looked like he left due to injury. and then uh, But then to find out it might be um, another addiction problem for him. Yeah, man, this is very sad news for him and, you know, every uh, Hardy boyfriend out there, you know. I mean, uh, we met him, what was it, last year? And, mm-hmm. you know, he seems like a very down-to-earth person, very, very just uh, in tune with the fans. And uh, it just it really sucks to see someone with so much talent have such a problem man and I feel for him uh, you know a lot of my family and life have dealt with addiction things like that and uh, right. it's it's a beast dude it's something that's hard to conquer and and when you're in it and you're doing stuff you just you don't want the help and he's at that point and it's not a good point it's a very scary point so many many prayers go out to Jeff Hardy and uh, hope he can get his life back on straight because uh, I, I love me some Hardy Boys. Maybe uh, him and his brother will get back together and we'll uh, 
see the Hardy Boys again for a little bit. Something. Yeah, it's just sad to have to see him struggle. But then again, it's probably based off what he actually has to deal with on to not be in pain. Because you know, as we know, he puts his body on the line a lot. Yeah. Um, and so if he's taking something that you know helps him with his pain, if he maybe just took too much that, of it, that's that's the thing too nowadays is the 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 guidelines and the bylines for like what they can and can't do anymore aren't the same as they were like 20, 30 years ago where they could just like, you wouldn't even know they were all drugged out wrestling, doing stuff like that. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I think nowadays it's more of, of, of a thing where a person's trying to uh, deal with their pain in the best way they can. And sometimes, you know, you get addicted to things and it's it's not good. Not good at all, man. It just sucks. Absolutely. All right, so let's go ahead and head to the match cards from Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown this last week. Let's do it, brother. So, starting off on Monday Night Raw, WWE Champion Big E took on Kevin Owens inside a steel cage. WWE Champion Kevin Owens went all out inside that steel cage in a highly physical bout. After Seth Rollins made his presence felt by slamming the cage door into both competitors, the back-and-forth blows culminated when WWE Champion connected with a huge big ending on KO off the middle rope and crawled out the cage door for the victory. After the match, the Visionary jumped all over Big E, but the WWE Champion fended off both his WWE Day 1 challengers until the almighty Bobby Lashley emerged during a commercial break, loaded up with spears and hurt locks to lay waste to all three men. Are we about to have a freaking fatal four-way for the WWE title at Man, what are you doing Day Big one? E? This ain't right. They are doing this stuff to Roman Reigns. I know, right? It's crazy. So, Ugh. yeah, man, not good. Especially when you got somebody with the caliber of, of Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, and KO. Right? That's, uh, that's going to be his toughest feat. If he can defeat all of them or somehow come out with the victory, mm-hmm. it's going to solidify him as the WWE champion. Absolutely. It's gonna be a one hellacious matchup, and maybe that's what it is. After after everything that went down with uh, Roman, they want to give him more prestige, so they put him in a big ass match. Yeah, what a way to start off your New Year, though. <laughs> yeah, not a good way to start, brother. Not at all. All right, next up we had uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Queen Zelina taking on Nikki Ash. One half of the women's tag champs, Queen Zelina, was set out to hand uh, Nikki A.S.H. A.S.H. a rough night, and she did just that. Zelina closed it out when she hit the code red on the almost superhero uh, to earn the win and leave A.S.H. defeated in the ring and being consoled by Rhea Ripley. Jeez. Yeah, man, that's just crazy. Um, Nikki's struggles of late, I've noticed, is starting the rumors that she might be dropping A.S.H. persona here soon. And maybe returning to her old Nikki um, Cross way. To, to me, that that's not a bad idea. Right. Um, I've never really cared for the Nikki A.S.H. Um, I don't like the comic relief that they put on some of these superstars that they really have talent and are really good talent. Right. And, and you put this comic relief on them. It's just like looking at somebody like Elias. Yeah. Say what you want about his character, but his in-ring ability is bar none, dude. Yeah. It's good stuff. He's got the talent. He's just it's been just, used wrong. It's just using him wrong, and 
and putting him in a character where it's, you're going to make the fans hate him. Absolutely. It's the same way with Nikki a- a- A.S.H. I mean, sure, they're, they're trying to pin her to be the good girl, though. The, what, you can't really call her all-American because she's, you know... Scottish. Scottish, but, you know, yeah. it's like they're trying to make her be this super baby face mm-hmm. when she's really good at being a badass. Right, you know. So, well, I think they were trying to figure out a way to fill the void left by Bailey's old character that was really good with the kids. Yeah. You know, and now they're... Well, but Bailey's been, been gone long enough. You could bring her back and the fans would probably rejoice and be happy. I mean, look sure. what they look what they did with Becky Lynch. Sure. Like, uh, now, now, for the first maybe five minutes of her being back, but, right. you know. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, next up we have the Street Profits taking on AJ Styles and almost in an RK Bro-nament first round match. <laughs> so basically as a tournament to determine the new number one contenders for rated RK Bros. Or not rated RK Bros, but whatever. RK Bros is tag champions. So I want to just say Edge needs to be involved somehow. I'm tired of this. Just get Edge involved somehow. RK Bro. Whatever, bro. <laughs> So another chapter in the rivalry between the Street Profits and AJ Styles and Almost was written in the form of a tournament to determine the next challengers for RK Bros Raw Tag Team Championship. A controversial ending though came when Almost tagged himself in and wound up getting uh, counted out, which did not sit too well with a phenomenal one. With the Profits victorious, the gigantic Almost stormed away with, uh, from his tag partner, leaving an upset and flabbergasted Styles into a further perplexing interview with Riddle. So the 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 cracks in the foundation are finally forming. Uh, yeah, we knew this was gonna happen because almost isn't a big dude, and I'm sorry when you're that big of a guy, you're an alpha dude, and uh, to be pushed around by somebody as small as AJ Styles, and now don't get me wrong, the prestige of AJ Styles is there. I'm just saying, like, you're a big guy, you you know you don't want to be you you know of all people you don't you don't want to be pushed around you don't want to mm-hmm. none of that you're the alpha that's it right. so yes sir all right next up United States champion Damian Priest took on Big Bob Robert Reed. <laughs> did you throw that in there well did, it's it's already did, in here did, wait, wait, here wait. It comes. It, did you throw it in there or did they put that in there. It's time for another open challenge for the United States champion Damian Priest's championship. Robert Root, a.k.a. Big Bob, was happy to oblige. They put that in there. <laughs> so I was just going ahead and going with it. While partner Dolph Ziggler in his corner, uh, Root attempted to use a number the numbers game to his advantage, but it was not enough as Priest connected with the Reckoning to retain his title. However, following the bout, a frustrated Ziggler slid into the ring and delivered a swift super kick to the United States champion. Perhaps indicating that the rivalry is far from over. Oh, I would say it's far from over, dude. Um, you know, but you don't want to pick a fight with Damian Priest. No. Uh, we we can see what happens when he gets crazy. Yeah. And uh, I think he could take on the Dirty Dogs by himself and uh, kill them. <laughs> Especially when he releases Damian. Yeah. When Damian comes out, you better run. Yep. Absolutely. All right, next up we had... Bianca Belair taking on Dewdrop. The tension between Bianca Belair and Dewdrop finally boiled over in this one-on-one battle, which actually began with Dewdrop blindsiding the EST of WWE during her entrance down the ramp. When the competitors finally met in the ring and the bell sounded, the action was thrilling until Belair 
had Dewdrop on her shoulders for the KOD, but Dewdrop managed to escape and decided to take a walk from the ring and get counted out, mocking Belair at the top of the ramp to add insult to injury. Yeah, man, this is just uh, not good, dude. It's kind of like rubbing salt in a wound or something. All right. Uh, yeah, this rivalry is... It's a battle of the uh, of the powerhouses. Who who's the better powerhouse here? I mean, right. you know, dear Dewdrop, she's she's pretty big, man. Mm-hmm. So, Oy. what you think comes on the cheap according to WWE finances? <laughs> <laughs> because uh, yeah, she's not as expensive as Nia Jax, which is the reason for one of the reasons for Nia's release. Um, but yeah, I I kind of find it interesting. I'm glad they ended that weird, awkward friendship that she had with Eva Marie and let her go quickly out on her own because that was just weird and stupid. Yeah. To say the least. So now it's kind of nice to see her on her own kind of working. It's kind of like watching on Moss and AJ Styles. It was. It was. Like... Especially though, but it, at least with working with AJ Styles, you're working with one of the, the greatest wrestlers world renowned. Yes. Whereas Eva Marie was just eye candy. That's it. That's all you're getting at. I know. She's like the last of the dying breed of divas or something. And they're like not willing to give up on her. I don't get it, dude. Because she's not really... I mean, she's she's nice to look at, but she's not really good in the ring, dude. I'm like, what is this? Like, so... At least with, you know, that's what we always said about almost. At least he's working with one of the world-renowned wrestlers. He's known in New Japan. He's known here in the United States. He's known everywhere across the globe. So you get that when you're working with AJ Styles. Yeah. But it's still the concept of the fact that, you know, it's the bigger person taking, being chauffeured around by a little tiny thing you just want to crush, you know. Yeah, that, that's where I was getting at with that is yeah. like, this is... But at least almost got to work with somebody who's going to take his, take his, hurt, game, his yeah, game up. Take his game up. You know, whereas Dewdrop was not really getting We're anywhere. just kind of throwing them together and say, hey, go out there and do this. Now, I know they're um, rivaling right now, but I wouldn't be surprised, though, if at some point we don't see Bianca Belair and Dewdrop team up to take on the women's division in the tag ranks because that would be a hell of a team. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they can't beat each other, so they're going to go beat somebody else. So you're basically saying we're going to have a new version of the bar. That we had with Cesaro and Sheamus <laughs> because they couldn't beat the crap out of each other well enough, so they went to a bar, got <laughs> got to know each other a little bit over drinks, and started kicking everybody's ass in the bar. And now they're like, "Where's the bar? Where's the bar?" Yeah, <laughs> I never know. Could happen. All right, next up, Miz TV was back this week, and he had special guest Edge. So coming off his heated confrontation with the Rated R Superstar last week. The Miz hosted Edge on Miz TV and proceeded to double down on his criticism of his newfound rival. When Edge insisted that he that he really did mean those uh, compliments last week, the A-lister called him out as weak and challenged him to a match at WWE Day 1, claiming that 2022 will be the Miz's year. Edge accepted the match and embarrassed Miz with a quick step that made Miz fall to the canvas. What is this? What is WWE doing? Well, the rated R superstar is one of the ones that can talk the best, and he's you know. But you went from this. You went from Universal Championship Edge contender Edge to tapping to take on Seth Flipping Rollins, who is basically Edge Light at least in that sense. 
Yeah. To now he's taking on the Miz. What is he's going backwards? Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe it's maybe it's all blood from back in the day. You don't know. Edge was on top of the world back in the day, and he was he was the top guy, and the Miz was just you know real world. You know what I'm saying? Just saying though. It's so just... it, it it's gonna make for a good match. You know that you know they're both they're both gonna do good with this one, dude. I, I want to watch it. I hope the Ed, I just hope Edge destroys him. Give me a spear, and get me out of there. I don't they need to have this be a squash match. Miz sucks. Yeah, he's beneath Edge in competition, man. Get give me a break. Give me some real action here. Get get him taking get me Edge taking on Damian Priest for the United States title. Because at least then it'll be a good match. He doesn't have to win it. I'm just saying. Get him back into title contention somehow. Give Priest somebody good to... I know. They're not even doing that with the Miz either. They're not even really pushing him anywhere. Who wants to see Any kind of direction. I mean, he was a a part of the Intercontinental title there for a long time. Then the United States title. And now it's just kind of like... Well, they tried to make him part of the WWE Championship. And we saw how that worked out. Because old big Brock Lesnar made him can't, 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 can't. Or by the way, actually, actually, this last time. Yeah. Anyway, so next up we had the Mysterios taking on Alpha Academy in the first round match of the RK Bro Minute. <laughs> That's so weird. It's just tournament. Just give me a tournament. Bro-nament. Anyways. Bro-nament. Whatever. Riddle was back at ringside to take in the tournament action as Ray and Dominic Mysterio look to continue rebuilding their momentum at the expense of Alpha Academy's Chad Gable and Otis. The conclusion came when Dominic countered Gabriel's moonsault and rolled him up, advancing himself and his father into the showdown next week with the Street Profits to deter- excuse me, determine RK Bros next championship con- challengers. Reporter Riddle wound up asking one too many questions in the aftermath of the match and was strongly discarded by Otis as a result. <laughs> Riddle's just... He's not going to learn, is he? He's got a big mouth, bro. He does. And, uh... I think he's going to eventually start trying to write these checks that Orton's going to get tired of saving his ass on. Ah, eventually it's going to happen. We said so. so. <laughs> yeah, we did. All right, next up we had Finn Balor taking on T-Bar. The Prince aimed to get back to his winning wings, and that's exactly what he did in this one-on-one showdown with T-Bar. Balor hit his patented coup de grace for the victory, but his celebration didn't last long as the hungry Austin Theory emerged to launch an attack, eager to impress Mr. McMahon. Theory dropped Balor with the ATL and took another selfie with his latest victim. Oh, sweet uh, Jesus. Austin Theory, what is wrong with this? This is just... Uh, That's stupid. It, it, it's like saying Drew, Drew McIntyre was the chosen one. Yeah. It's like, come on, Vince McMahon's guy never really worked out, okay? Yeah. Until he went off and did his own thing. And then came back. Right, absolutely. All right, next up. The main event, we had Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch taking on Liv Morgan. Morgan finally got her one-on-one battle against Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship, and the match was a thriller. The young challenger hit big-time Bex with everything she had, but the crafty veteran champion grabbed the bottom rope during her pin attempt to gain enough leverage to retain her title and spoil Morgan's moment in the main event spotlight. So she she does it to Charlotte, and then she turns around and does it to Liv Morgan to retain her title. Hey man, valiant effort for Liv Morgan, but you know Becky Lynch mm-hmm. has been on a roll since she got back, and 
Sorry, she beat the queen. I don't even care how she did it. She beat her at her own game. And then beating freaking Liv Morgan here just solidifies the fact that, you know, who's going to touch her right now? <laughs> Nobody right now. I mean, I thought Liv Morgan would have had the best chance because she's been on a roll too. Yeah. So, Absolutely. But unfortunately, it was all for naught. But, you know, you never know. This might not be over. So why not? We'll see what happens. So we still got a pay-per-view coming up. We could exactly. see a rematch. All right, next up, it is time to shift gears and head on over to SmackDown. Let's do it, brother. Brock Lesnar um, talks to or confronts Sami Zayn in front of Paul Heyman. A beaten and battered Sami Zayn kicked off SmackDown, flanked by two nurses, and threatened to sue everyone involved in how his Universal Championship opportunity unfolded last week. Among those threatened were Paul Heyman, who made his presence felt, only to be backed into a dangerous corner by the master strategist. This confrontation piqued the interest of Brock Lesnar, who reemerged, and upon hearing his former advocate's familiar battle cry, proceeded to unleash his brand of destruction on everyone in the ring, and culminating in the form of an earth-shattering F5 to Sami Zayn. Oh, man. Uh, that sure seems to... Uh, seems a little fishy there, Danny. Yeah. I kind of saw this one coming. Hammond's not really just the uh, special counsel to the tribal chief. He's an advocate for someone else as well. Yes, sir. So it's definitely going to make things definitely interesting at WWE Day 1. It definitely will. All right. It's next. I'm not really going to be happy what happens, but it will. All right. All right. Next up, Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs took on... Sorry, Los Lotharios. Heading into this contest, Angel and her Humberto were uh, undefeated since dubbing themselves Los Lotharios. But Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs were determined to change that. WWE's hottest tag team tried their best as they could, but Boogs would kick it into another gear by sending both uh, Angel and Humberto flying around the ring until Intercontinental Champion would tag in and seal the victory by hitting his Kinshasa on Humberto. Sometimes that's how it goes, though, too, is like, you know, Rick Boogs, you know, he's a bigger dude. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and with with Shinsuke, he's full on, you know, like the experience here, okay? Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Absolutely. And uh, Angel and whatever, Humberto, Humberto, whatever, whatever. I don't care. They, they, They suck. Yeah. I haven't really cared for them since they brought them into the WWE. And the only time I liked it is when they were going against each other. All right. It was more fun that way. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Drew McIntyre taking on Sheamus. You know you love this one. Oh, yes. McIntyre was irate after hearing that Sheamus heavily lobbied for the Scottish Warrior not to be included in the Black Friday Battle Royale two weeks ago. So he set his sights on some retribution against his former friend turned better rival. In another highly physical contest, McIntyre would connect with a devastating Claymore on the Celtic Warrior to earn the victory. And another one for the Scottish over the Irish. <laughs> right? Gotta love it, dude. Yeah, man. Every time him and Sheamus lock horns, dude, it's it's always going to be a battle. And uh, someone had to come out the victory. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And the Scottish Terminator 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm just waiting for him to hurry up and get into the Universal title picture. Yes. So that way we can get some actually good competition for Roman Reigns. Unless, of course, I start screwing everything up on day one, but we'll see what happens. They'll probably screw everything up on day one. Usually how it goes. Yep. All right, next up, Naomi had to take on Sonya Deville and also some um, minions of Sonya Deville, but she had a rescuer come to help her out. Naomi thought she was finally getting her fair one-on-one match against Sonya Deville, but the WWE official had more tricks up her sleeve as she introduced Shayna Baszler as the bout's guest timekeeper and Natalia as the guest ring announcer. Just when Naomi found the odds stacked against her once again, the debuting Zia Lee um, emerged to join the fight against Deville and company. SmackDown's newest superstar impressively connected with multiple kicks on the trio and proved to be a trusted ally for Naomi on the, in the ongoing rivalry. So how about that? Interesting, interesting. And what is this with, with Sonya Deville and Naomi, dude? It's, it's like... This weird rivalry has been happening since the draft. Like, right? Sonya Deville's like, I didn't want you here. Then, I don't know, it's just weird. And how do you throw your power around and just... just Completely pick on this girl all the time. That ain't right. I think she's just jealous. Or she's got a crush on her and just doesn't know how to express it properly. <laughs> Either or, whatever. Let's move on. Anyways, Tony Storm took on SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair with the opportunity, if she wins, to become the new contender for uh, Charlotte for that women's SmackDown Women's title. Storm got her highly anticipated opportunity to go toe-to-toe with the SmackDown Women's Champion, the Queen Charlotte Flair, in a championship contenders match. And she planned to fully seize the uh, fully seize it until Flair became a little too overzealous on offense and ended up getting disqualified. After the bell ring, though, the SmackDown Women's Champion wasn't satisfied and continued her beatdown, quelling Storm with a final big boot. So wait, she got disqualified. That means Tony Storm wins. Yes, so therefore she's the new number one contender. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, we all know that Charlotte Flair is a little bit of a hothead mm-hmm. and kind of does what she wants. So We always uh, talk about that. It always backfires on her. But then again, but then if again, this... every pay-per-view, she ends That's up... what I was going to say. If this ends up on the pay-per-view, the match ends up on pay-per-view, yeah. probably ain't losing that one. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the only reason why she lost against uh, Becky Lynch was because, you know, really the titles weren't on the line. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Because every time the title's on the li- on the line, mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair wins. Yeah, absolutely. So. There you go. All right. So, the New Day took on Raw Tag Team Champions RK-Bro and SmackDown Tag Team Champions The Usos in a triple threat tag team match to determine who is the best tag team. Are you ready? Let's do it. About to determine the best tag team in all of WWE lives up to the hype as the New Days, Kofi Kingston and King Woods would battle it out against Raw Tag Team Champions RK-Bro and SmackDown Tag Team Champions The Usos. The thrilling main event culminated when Woods and Kingston partnered up to deliver Daybreak to Jey Uso, sealing the victory for New Day and making a major statement as the best tag team in all of WWE. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's got a lot of new days. What's up, brother? Oh, yeah. Um, I think they've always had this niche for being a top tag team and a top faction, dude. Uh, they threw them together and pretty much, let's see what we can do with you guys. And uh, they've made a, a storybook story about their faction, dude. 
It's really cool to see what they've done as far as everyone becoming champions and even now uh, King Woods right. winning the uh, the King of the Ring. Yes. So it's been a story storybook fairy tale. I can't wait to watch it play out some more. All right, absolutely. It's only a matter of time before we see New Day as tag champs once again. It probably we won the Bloodline story is ran its course, but in the meantime, it's good to see though that the WWE does recognize that New Day is one of the better tag teams in all of WWE right now, and that's a good way to show it. Exactly. Uh, but it'll be uh, definitely interesting to, uh, to watch all this going forward. But you know they're probably going to get a shot too. So. Oh yeah, they'll probably be the what starts the decline of the Bloodline. I would say. Oh yeah. Is them beating the Usos for the tag titles. And which upsets Roman in some way, and then the you know the bloodline starts to falter. Whenever that fall apart, yep. yep. Whenever that story runs its course. All right, so um, that does it for WWE talk. We'll be back again tomorrow with basketball talk. Sorry, we had to take a day. Yesterday was a really busy day, and we barely got this one in today because we we're also busy today. So we just managed to get it done and quickly. <laughs> yeah, we're just trying to get it in, get it out there to you guys, yep. and. Hope you guys are enjoying your weekend. We love you. Thank you for listening. All right, absolutely. And, of course, this gives um, Curry a chance to break that record because he still hasn't done it yet. Kind of upset, but, yeah. You'll <laughs> get there, dude. Absolutely. And then, of course, Tuesday we should be back on time with football talk. we got to talk about the Ducks' new head coach, who's officially going to be announced tomorrow in a press conference. So. Yes, brother. Can't wait for that. Me either. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. Um yeah, so we'll talk more about that on Tuesday. Um, and then, of course, AEW talk again on Thursday. So that will do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking sports. Hey, everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk W I T Cooper, the letter N Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.